John, the 15th chapter. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my command, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from the Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever ask you, you ask in my name. I'm giving you these commands so that you may love one another. The Gospel of the Lord. the command he has 
for you. You know that love that he loves you with? He wants you to love others with it. This is my commandment, he said, that you love one another as I have loved you. Here's the thing, Jesus loves you with all their love that there is, but you aren't all that there is. There are also all the others he loves too. And some of those others, of course, are halfway around the world from you. For example, in places like villages in Ethiopia that don't have fresh water available, but they could if only love would so choose. And in fact, in the case of two villages, love of Gloria Day members has so chosen, and they have wells that have been built or are about to be built. But too, of course, there are others of those others whom Jesus loves who aren't across the world. They are across town from you, or across the road from you, or just across the room from you, or just across this room from you, or just across your office or classroom from you or just across the couch in your family room from you. Love one, love one another, Jesus says, as I have loved you. Love one another, Jesus said, as I have loved you. That as leads to a really important question that's not a rhetorical question. If the kind of love we're called and commanded to love one another with is supposed to be like the love that Jesus loves us with, then here's the question, what is that kind of love like? What is Jesus' kind of love like? Well, there are a whole lot of things the Bible clearly says and answer that question. I want to lift up a few of them, which is an important thing to do, given the fact that the world, in, oh my gosh, countless ways, says a whole lot of different things the things Jesus says when it talks about love. So let's talk about this. What is love like when love is like the love of Jesus? I've already said one thing that's the clearest thing, I think, and that is that Jesus' love is love for the real you that you actually are, not an imaginary you that he or wish you wish that you were. It's the clearest thing, of course, because it is as clear as a cross. Which clearly means that if we love as Jesus loves, then we, other, we love others for who they are, not for who we wish they were, and not waiting until we see if they first manage to become lovely, first manage to become someone we consider worth loving. Because Jesus' kind of love is love for really real people, not love for really perfect people, which, by the way, P.S. means... Jesus' kind of love knows from the start, going in, that there will along the way be some forgiving you're going to have to do in the course of loving. That too, of course, is as clear as a cross. A second thing, and I think this is particularly important because it's particularly misunderstood by so many people in the church and in the world, when Jesus talks about love, He's not, at least not at all primarily, talking about emotions that you feel. He's talking about actions that you take. A number of you know, it's said often that in the Bible's original, the New Testament's original Greek, there are actually three words, all of which are translated typically by our one English word, love. So our one English word ends up having to carry a lot of different weight. One of those three Greek words, agape, 
was the least used of the three in ancient Greek culture. It quickly became the far and away most common word for love used by early Christians. And here's the thing, agape is not, it is decidedly not, an emotional word talking mostly about what you feel. It is rather an action word talking mostly about what you do. Which for Christians is a great word, particularly in Christian understanding of commandments, given the fact that Jesus, after all, doesn't say that while we were lost in heaven, that he sat on his throne in heaven feeling, feeling lovely thoughts about us. Rather, when we were lost in our sin, it says that he left his throne to take up a cross to do all the loving that he did do for us there. Love that is Jesus' kind of love isn't primarily the feelings that you feel. Indeed, sometimes, in some situations, love that is Jesus' kind of love isn't at all what you're feeling at the moment. But it is always what Jesus commands you to do, sometimes, in some situations, by reaching past, by reaching beyond, by reaching deeper than what you right now are feeling. For Jesus does not say in our text for today, my friends are the ones who feel the love I command them to feel, right? He says, my friends are the ones who do the love I command them to do. And if you understand that, then all of a sudden you can even understand how Jesus could, could command you elsewhere to love even your enemies. People say, how can I love someone I don't like? Because liking and loving aren't the same thing. To like is to feel something good for another. To love is to do something good for another. And doing what is good for another, like them right now at this moment or not, that's Jesus' kind of third thing, Jesus kind of love loves you with all that it can give rather than all it can get. Dearest Jimmy, no words could ever express the great remorse and unhappiness I felt since breaking our engagement. Please say you'll take me back. No one could ever take your place in my heart. Please, please forgive me. I love you. I love you. I love you. Yours forever. Marie, XO, 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 exclamation marks. P.S. Congratulations on winning the lottery. <laughs> to love or to give only for the sake of what I think I will get back for the loving and the giving isn't loving or giving at all. It's just a you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, swap meet. Jesus' kind of love, again, seen absolutely clearly on a cross, loves with all that it can give for others rather than loving for all it can manipulatively get from others. Another thing Jesus' kind of love is sacrificial love. That means it does the loving even when doing the loving costs something. I think of those who've taken an unpopular stand for the sake of doing what is loving, only to have others take a stand against them because of it. Sometimes what love costs you is some popularity in some circles. I think of those who love so deeply, then the one they loved died, 
and now it hurts so much. Sometimes grief is what love costs you. I think of those who made themselves vulnerable, open the deepest places in their hearts wide open for the sake of love, only to have someone take advantage of the deep openness they shared. Sometimes a wounded heart is what love costs you. I think of those with no shortage of things on their personal to-do list and only so many hours in the day to do them, but who nevertheless choose to do for others. Sometimes time is what love costs you. I think of those who dig deeply and give generously to meet the needs of the poor. When they could have used that same money to buy some of the latest things that the latest commercials say that they need, Sometimes dollars and cents and the things of this world are what love costs you. I think of Jesus who loved so deeply that nails were driven into his hands and feet. Sometimes a cross is what love costs you. Jesus' kind of love is sacrificial love. That means it does the loving that it does even when doing the loving gets costly. That said, a final thing, a clear thing in his commandment and its surrounding text, and this gets back, back again from commandment more into the realm of promise. Turns out that in loving by giving, rather than loving for what you expect to be getting, turns out there's something you get. Jesus pointed that out with these words, I have said these things to you, so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete joy. One of my favorite uh, commentators and columnists, David Brooks, wrote a book called The Road to Character. In the intro, he observes that he's really been very outwardly successful in his career over the years, but he's also been, become more aware recent years of the number of people he has met who are clearly, outwardly, way less successful than he's been, but who are also clearly, inwardly, happier and more content and more lovingly respected. What she began to think in the most important ways made them actually more successful than he's been. He started studying and thinking about and reading about and talking to, if he could, people like that, which led him to the conclusion which led him to write his book. Here's my paraphrased version of that conclusion. There are such things as resume virtues, but there are also such things as eulogy virtues. Resume virtues, he says, are the things you put on your resume, and they give you a good job and external success. Eulogy virtues, on the other hand, he says, are the things that get talked about at your funeral. Eulogy virtues, he says, aren't matters of external success, but are rather matters of character and kindness and relationships and love and about being part of kind and loving purposes that are bigger than just me. Rather, 
than living my whole life, climbing my ladder, building my towers, building my walls around my towers, thinking everything's just about me. I have seen, you have too, right? Again and again and again, exactly what he's talking about. Resume virtues, external accomplishments are fine for what they're worth. But the happiest people, the most joyful people, the most loved and respected people are the people with thick portfolios of eulogy virtues. And the, the most virtuous of all being their love. Which of course rhymes perfectly with what Jesus is saying when he says, I say these things to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete joy. This is my commandment, love one another as I have loved you. Love one another as Jesus has loved you. Jesus does love you, the real you, not the fake one. Love one another as Jesus has loved you. Jesus does love you, but he doesn't love only you. But when he loved his brothers to be loved with his love by you. Love one another as Jesus has loved you. Love others in the world, in other words, but don't let the world do the, do the defining of what love is. Love with love that is Jesus' kind of love, which precisely because it's trying not to get you anything at all, will get you things that aren't things at all, but are rather the things like joy and a portfolio rich with eulogy virtues, which not money, but only love can buy. A closing thought, if we discovered that we had five minutes left on this earth, wireless networks all over the earth would be jammed by people calling others to tell them that they love them. A closing question, why on earth wait until the last five minutes? A closing word from Jesus. This is my commandment. Love one another as I have loved you, that your joy may be complete joy, not for five minutes, but for a lifetime. In fact, or forever.